What's up, everyone? This is Anthony Pompliano. Most of you know me as Pomp. You're listening to the Pomp Podcast, simply the best podcast out there. Now let's kick this thing off. Jason Williams is a highly successful entrepreneur and investor. In this conversation, we talk about Bitcoin, Bitcoin mining, talk about Board Ape Yacht Club and the new ApeCoin, and we also talk about self-custody. I really enjoyed this conversation with Jason, as always, and I hope that you enjoy it as well. Before we get into this episode, though, I want to quickly talk about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by OKCoin. They are my favorite place to buy, trade, and stake crypto. They're the fastest-growing U.S.-based exchange, serving over 190 countries globally with the easy onboarding and low fees. If you haven't tried them out yet, you should. They're on a mission to make learning about and buying crypto easier than ever. And they're all about bringing more financial literacy to everyone, something we can always use more of. From being the only exchange to integrate Lightning to contributing over $1 million for Bitcoin core developers, they're doing incredible work to further the Bitcoin ecosystem. And they offer lots of other vetted utility assets from gaming to DeFi. With OKCoin, I feel confident that the future really will be OK. To get started, go to OKCoin.com POMP for some free Bitcoin when you sign up. Again, if you want free Bitcoin, go to OKCoin.com POMP today. Next up is Compass Mining. Compass Mining is the world's largest marketplace for mining hardware and hosting. With Compass, everyone can mine Bitcoin. Their team makes it easy to start mining wherever you want, at home or in one of their 23 hosting facilities around the world. Through the Compass Marketplace, retail miners can access mining hardware with similar prices and purchase plans as the world's largest mining companies. Compass miners own their machines, they choose whatever mining pool they want, and they mine directly to their own wallets. Miners who don't want to host their machines can order ASICs directly to their doorstep. Simple and low-cost hosting agreements coupled with best-in-class customer service are the reasons why Compass is the simplest and most popular way to mine Bitcoin. Start mining your own Bitcoin today by visiting compassmining.io. Again, compassmining.io. Go check them out and let me know what you think. Today's episode is brought to you by Fundrise. You all know I believe that the best investors both understand and seek out extreme asymmetry. Fundrise is here to help you do just that. It's the largest direct-to-investor real estate investment platform out there, giving you the opportunity to achieve upside of an asset class previously reserved for institutions and high net worth individuals. That's right. Fundrise is making high-end private market real estate investing accessible to everyone via an easy-to-use automated platform. It's 1 million users already know that the investment with Fundrise is capable of producing strong appreciation returns and income generation while helping to stabilize a diversified portfolio. That's more important now than ever in our inflationary environment. See for yourself how over 190,000 other investors have built a better portfolio with private real estate. It takes just a few minutes to get started with as little as $10. Go to fundrise.com slash pomp today. And for a limited time, you'll get $10 when you place your first investment. Again, that's fundrise.com slash pomp. Go check it out. And when you make your first investment, they'll give you $10 on top of it. Fundrise.com slash pomp. All right, let's get in this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Anthony Pompliano runs Pomp Investments. All views of him and the guests on his podcast are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Pomp Investments. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Pomp or his guests as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his personal opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only. We have Jason Williams. Jason, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, fellas? Not much. How are you? Just hanging in there, uh, doing my thing. Uh, 
not talking to you as frequently as I like to, but uh, other than that, everything's good. We just need to bring you on the show once a week and let you explain what's going on in the world. I love that. I don't even understand what you guys are talking about. These inflation numbers are way too low. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think inflation is? No, it's, it's definitely double digit. And I, when you put out that tweet uh, initially, I said it's more like 15%, yeah. maybe higher than that. Yeah. Real inflation? We were just talking about uh, the price of a new home in America now is $511,000. That's up 25% over the last year. And how much of that is a better indicator of inflation uh, than CPI? No, I think it's a great point. I mean, if you follow the materials that need to go into building a home, you start to really get a sense of real inflation. I mean, if you're out here building things like I am, we already started getting contracts renegotiated um, from the subs to the GCs. They were even trying to lease properties. Everything was being, if there was an escape valve in a contract, it was being hatched. And um, it sucks. Like we, we've seen um, solid core doors for our properties be unavailable, lead times of like four weeks, six weeks, 18 weeks, uh, some electrical equipment unavailable. Some things have gone to 52 weeks in terms of lead times and the prices are just exploding. Like everything's up 30%. So don't talk to me about um, inflation at 7.9%, stupid. All right. What I do want to talk about is uh, you woke up, was it last week, and you had a bunch of ape coins. What the hell is ape coin and what is going on with this? This this whole thing, I, it's like one of the things people have been asking the most about uh, that I've seen on Twitter, et cetera. Uh, so I figured you could help explain it because are you like a ape coin whale now? I wouldn't call myself an ape coin whale, but uh, you know, I, I did have uh, four bored apes. So I, okay. I've been holding those for a while and I had a few mutant apes and some of these mutant dogs as well. So um, <laughs> you know, Yuga Labs created ApeCoin and um, I think it was, uh, they distanced themselves from the project a bit and launched it under the ApeCoin DAO. And uh, I think that happened around March 17th. Uh, the token launched uh, at about 40 bucks, then dropped to like eight bucks and is sitting between 13 and $14 right now. So the holders of Ape, uh, Board Apes, uh, received this Ape coin uh, in their MetaMask wallets. And uh, it's pretty significant. To each Board Ape that you own, uh, you were entitled to 10,000 Ape coins. And you know, and how much was it when it first when when the coins first got uh, airdropped? How much were the coins? Well, uh, it in initially spiked on some of the uh, on some of the trackers to two hundred bucks, but it, it pegged at forty bucks. Pegged okay. at forty bucks. So uh, basically, so, you so you got what is that four hundred thousand dollars for every ape you owned? Okay, that's wild. But some people got like a million dollars if they sold it at the top. That's correct. Yeah. I mean, it, this, this thing was, uh, again, when I, when I Wild. tweeted it, my, 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 my bag was worth 8 million bucks. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I didn't sell, I didn't sell because there was a lot of interesting things here. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm I dove deep into play to earn strategies. I, I, I saw some of the, um, the things that even, uh, Gemini, if you guys, do you know, Gemini has a credit card product? Yep you can choose to earn your interest payments when you use that credit card and get paid an ape coin. I'm not going to do that, but that's interesting. It's interesting. 
Um, ApeCoin already has uh, some built-in uh, functionality in the play-to-earn environment. There's a, uh, a company called uh, Animoca Brands. It's backed by Ubisoft. Um, and they've got a bunch of games coming out that uh, you can use ApeCoin in. And there's uh, selective merchandise that you can only buy with ApeCoin. So again, there's all of these different gimmicks and 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 um, opportunities to uh, to use ApeCoin and monetize it. I'm not a, you know, I'm not involved in the project. I got some ApeCoin for free, and we're only talking about it because you asked me. Yeah, uh, I need I need. Uh, I need one of the Pompliano brothers to put on an HR hat whenever you and I talk, so that uh, I can stay in uh, in 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 the uh, in the HR framework world. You know, I want to make sure I'm there with you, dog. Yeah, yeah, as a fiduciary, I'm I'm staying in bounds. I don't I, I don't do anything without uh, talking to HR. <laughs> HR runs my life now. That's HR. <laughs> need to make sure that we stay in bounds. Yeah, Jason. Those, those, are my favorite, those are my favorite hand movements. Now you know. You know those are whose hand movements are those? Jason, Who? I got a question for you regarding: Are you gonna? <laughs> are you going to? Are you going to stake any of your ape coin? You know, I, I'm planning on just holding it. I'm gonna hold it. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna hold it, and I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch, and I'm gonna hold. Ape coin. So how much money did you lose from the top down <laughs> in terms of, <laughs> so it was at 8 million. And if it comes down, then it went from 200 to 40. So basically, uh, yeah. So you lost like a couple million bucks in, in no, theoretical <laughs> value of what it was worth that you got for free. Yeah. Yeah. Like, look, I'm not a loser. You know, I think <laughs> like, I, you know, I, 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 and I, I wanted to come on here and actually, and say something very important today all to right. you all because can't wait. I, yeah. I have not been a Drake fan and I've constantly kind of bagged on Drake and I, I just wasn't into it, but I never really listened to Drake. All right. So over the last day, I've been listening to continuous Drake on, um, on Pandora. And I have to say, I relate to most of his lyrics. And um, I'm a big fan now. Like I'm pretty Hotline much. Bling. Who, I, I am. I am Drake's muse. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know that. Uh, did you like when you woke up and you realized it? Did you like message anybody and you're like, "Yo, I just made millions off mutant dogs today." <laughs> no, I, I hit you up immediately. I was like, "Bro, this is crazy." <laughs> I literally like, was like, "Wait, I what?" Had- yeah, like it's just crazy. But I've been around a while. We've we've had like the EOS uh, drops. You know, I've got a wallet that's packed full of garbage, and I've experienced the Bitcoin drops. You know, we've gone through that uh, by being holders from Bitcoin Cash to Bitcoin Gold to Bitcoin Black. I mean, I can go and go on and on about um, you know airdrops associated with Bitcoin. We may even experience another airdrop if uh, if the Ripple Galaxy brains are are successful in getting someone to soft fork Bitcoin. We may no, get talk another, about that. If they, another coin. Yeah, I, I talked to Chris Larson. I'd say, hey, why don't you just fork the code and let the free market decide? Now, I really would like them to fork the code, but most people would think, oh, that's because you want the free market to decide. That's not why. Because when the fork happens, as you're alluding to here, you basically get the Bitcoin that you own. You just get a duplication of it on their new uh, chain. And I think now... Most people have seen this play out a couple of times. They would not just say, screw it, let's see what happens with my new coins. They would sell it as fast as possible to buy more Bitcoin. 
And so it would be a, uh, a new injection of uh, capital into the Bitcoin market. So increased demand, fixed supply asset, Bitcoin's price probably goes up. Two, anyone holding Bitcoin would just have more Bitcoin, which would be cool. And three is it would settle the free market discussion on like, hey, what does the market think about these two ideas? But like, it is interesting when you start thinking about the forks, right? There's not like true airdrops in the sense of uh, like this ApeCoin, et cetera, but it acts the same way of somebody does something and you get more value in your wallet. I to- totally agree. We hadn't talked at all about this, but that that's my perspective as well. You know, Bitcoin Cash, worthless. Bitcoin Satoshi vision lost, you know, it solved a lot of things around Bitcoin. And, and here, here we go again with a, another attack on Bitcoin proof of work, let the free market decide, do a soft fork, whatever, and, uh, and issue the tokens. I'll dump them as fast as, uh, as I can and buy more Bitcoin. Yeah. I, I think that that's one of the big lessons from 2017, 2018, uh, is that's probably the, the right strategy. When you think about, uh, playing in uh in this whole nft land do you try to buy things where you think there's going to be a token or is that just like a gravy on top like how, like what's your strategy i guess when you start looking at nfts you know at first it was if i if i could buy an nft that had a physical component associated with it i thought that was really interesting so like if i could get a real piece of physical art and an nft and somehow create some arbitrage sell the physical piece keep the physical piece sell the digital piece you know, I'm an art collector, so that was that was really interesting. And a lot of the the big artists, uh, people included, had physical components uh, to their art. Fuocious did the same thing, and you're seeing it over and over again in the rare Pepe, and even in the uh, in the um, uh, real Pepe movement, um, where artists are making uh, physical physical pieces associated with the, uh, the digital pieces. So I like that a lot. I'm really interested in rights associated with these NFTs as well. So, um, you know, you and I have talked about board apes, um, and I've, uh, I've been really interested in them because I think it's an additional, um, branding opportunity for businesses. And I, I sent you some information on black rifle coffee and how they took a board ape, they bought one, and then they did some merch associated with it that I think is really cool. I like Black Rifle Coffee anyway, and I thought it was really interesting that they were using an ape to do some marketing. And I've done the same thing. I have a fund and we own an ape in the fund and we use that ape as our representative, as almost anonymous fund managers. When you get communications from our fund, they come from this ape who we've, uh, we've taken some creative license with because we own the rights uh, of the image. And people get a kick out of it. You know, we put some glasses on it, put a suit on it, a Mark Yusko suit, you know, the, the little tie and the cuff links and stuff. You know uh, how Mark Yusko dresses. He's to the nines. Yeah, to the nines and the cuff. He's a banker. You know, he's got the got all the stuff. And, um, you know, so does our board eight. So when you think about this, what exactly is the like long-term goal, you build up a brand around it. And then eventually that becomes kind of like the IP or the mascot of whether it's a fund, a business, whatever. Yeah. It's, it's just an opportunity to create some brand differentiation and some talk. If you, you know, I, I, we're building a surf shop and a coffee shop and in a community uh, I'm in, and we have a board ape associated with that as well, you know, to, to make some hoodies and t-shirts with this board ape or, you know, call it, make a surf club with this board ape on it. I just think it's interesting. It's not the whole thing. It's just part of the thing, but uh, it connects to um, a space that I love. You know, I love Bitcoin. 
Um, and I, I love this kind of technology that we're, we're, we're playing around with and uh, to be able to create brands and connect crypto, Bitcoin, board ape to whatever I'm trying to uh, uh, market is, is just really interesting to me. So I'm suggesting it to people. There are 10,000 of these apes, 6,000 something holders of these apes, and you own the rights and privileges to monetize that image and protect it. I think that's really cool. Yeah. You know, is it really defensible? Mm, you're going to have to spend some money to do it. Do you do think it, that they'll be the winner over the long term? Like, is it just a, is it uh maybe not winner take all, but winner take most in one of these uh, kind of PFP type communities? Or do you think that uh, there could be 10 different winners and it's kind of like maybe like video games? Oh, I like playing Madden. My brother who's not good at Madden likes playing, you know, something else. Yeah, I think there's, <laughs> your brother's not good at Madden. He's I not. got that. There's going to be, there's going to, there's going to be OG, um, like long-term winners in the space. And then there's going to be fads. Um, but, you know, when I look at V1 punks, V2 punks, board apes, um, rare pepes, I think the market as it matures, they're, they're going to want to collect these or have a position in them. And as the wallets and uh, the opportunities to display your, your pieces of art improve, like I've seen some super cool, um, digital frames. Uh, I'm, I've got another place uh, uh, I'm furnishing now and I'm, I'm putting up some of these digital frames to display uh, digital art in it. I think it's really, really cool. So um, yeah, I don't think this is going away. I said to you guys many, many months ago that this is the fourth greatest innovation I've seen in my lifetime. Yeah, I think it's interesting. Joe, what do you got? What are the other three greatest innovations that you've seen? Well, it was FastMed, uh, you know, the, the business I started, the internet, Bitcoin, and NFTs. And I took a lot of heat for putting NFTs in that list. But on the back of saying that, you know, my concept was co-opted by Gary V, and he made $70 million on V Friends. And then uh, Web3s come around. So I don't think NFTs are going away. Jason, what other NFT projects are you looking at currently? Whether you own them already or you're looking at purchasing one maybe? Man, there's so so many different projects in the play to earn space that I, I couldn't even list them. So, you know, play to earn is big, um, and NFTs are an integral part of uh, of owning kind of assets in a game that are tradable, valuable, collectible, transferable, um, and you can prove ownership. So it's just not going away. I love play to earn and uh, making a lot of investments in that space. Gotcha. Have you looked at, uh, there's a person on Twitter, uh, Frank DeGod, who keeps uh, hitting me up and telling me uh, D-Gods on Solana. A lot of the things you're talking about are on Ethereum. Uh, How much of this is Ethereum-based versus Solana-based? And like, does that matter? No, it it does. And I think you and I have talked a little bit about this. You know, um, everything other than Bitcoin in the Bitcoin space or in crypto right now, it's a massive part of the market share, the overall market share of, uh, of crypto. And the diversification of real projects on top of these other chains have created a bit of a cornerstone moment that's taken some of the volatility out of, out of, the, out of the space. So, you know, Solana, there are so many projects and NFTs built on that. You know, I'm an investor uh, in a company called Star Atlas or a project called Star Atlas. And, uh, you know, in full disclosure, and I'm a holder of Solana. So inside HR the, people inside the, uh, the, the HR framework, there you go. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanna, yeah. I want to make sure that we all 
are okay. Yeah, so I, I think that um, this, is, this isn't all about Ethereum anymore. And um, I think there's a maturation that's going on both in everything other than Bitcoin and in Bitcoin. I'm watching Bitcoiners uh, not go hungry and not live without chairs, but actually think about buying homes and how do I custody this stuff? And can I borrow against my Bitcoin? Do I need insurance to back Bitcoin? You know, so if God forbid something happens to it, I'm protected. You know, how does my wife and, and family deal with uh, my estate? If my estate holds Bitcoin, can I transfer and donate Bitcoin to universities? Or, you know, all of these things are happening now because Bitcoiners are getting older, they're maturing, and it's not just about like, uh, you know, buying drugs or video game stuff. What do you think about uh, majority of Bitcoiners actually hold other coins or hold equity in companies that support other coins. There's even, uh, without saying any names, uh, companies that hold themselves out there as Bitcoin companies, but they either uh, support the buying and selling of other coins or have helped their customers buy other coins. Like, how do you think about that stuff? Yeah, I mean, there's probably three flavors of, of participants, market participants right now. There's uh, the Anon, um, like toxic Bitcoin maximalists that I killed in uh, 2021 and I continue to slaughter them in 2022. Um, then there's the, the fake Bitcoin maximalist that holds shit coins, uh, all kinds of other projects and is, is trying to capitalize on what they missed in 2017. So a lot of them saw um, the, uh, the issuance of ICOs, which were unregistered securities. They recognized it. They avoided it, but a lot of people made a lot of money and that that left them with dyspepsia. Um, and so they don't want dyspepsia. So now they're they're participating in NFTs and uh, and these other projects in a very discreet way uh, and stacking more Bitcoin. And then you have, um, you know, these third parties, like you said, that are uh, that are out there raising capital and, and, uh, and buying up lots of Bitcoin. So there's probably three flavors of it. All right. Last question is I saw you posted on Twitter uh, that you were taking Bitcoin off of exchanges. What, how, what's your general feel about uh, uh, self-custody versus the exchanges and all that? And like, what's your strategy there? Yeah, look, you know, I, I think it's really important that if you're not actively trading Bitcoin, so if you're not buying and selling Bitcoin, that you don't leave it on exchanges. It needs to be custodied. And it's a good practice to learn how to do that and to maintain whatever cold storage um, devices or system you have, make it redundant, think about it and, uh, and protect it. This asset is an extraordinary one. It's a pristine one and it needs to be treated elegantly and, and with intention. Um, you know, beyond that, whenever the price gets a little toppy, I like to take Bitcoin off of exchanges and participate in like, uh, not your keys, not your coins. Um, I think, I think, Bitcoiners need to get their coins off of exchanges. It's a good signal to the market that, uh, you know, if there's demand and there's no supply, price goes up, right? That is very, very true, which I think is what we're seeing here now as Do Kwon uh, does this $3 billion bid. I mean, it feels like uh, some Bitcoiners may not like it, but uh, it's no different than uh, other companies or organizations or individuals doing it. I, I totally agree, Pomp. Yeah, that's all right. Where should we send people to find you on the internet or uh, or go check out anything you're doing? 
Man, I'm just out there. Uh, you can find me at uh, Going Parabolic. Uh, I've written a pretty good book that people continue to like. Number one bestseller in macroeconomics and international finance. Um, you know, Very good. 700 five-star ratings. I take my book out. Other books run. I bring it around <laughs> Safe Dean. Off he goes. Where'd Safe Dean go? I hear his little feet just. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my friend. Thank you so much for joining yeah. us. Should have sold the top. You didn't. <laughs> Hopefully you get back. Whoa, 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 whoa. Market. Ape coins, 14 bucks. I'm going to come back and we'll talk about that later. All right. When it comes back, <laughs> we're definitely going to have you come back on. And, and you can come on and say that you sold $10 million worth of ape coin that you got from your mutant dogs. And now everyone else who is yelling and screaming at you is an idiot. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, Drake. Trophies. <laughs> <laughs> Later, buddy. <laughs> See you, Jason. See ya. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope you guys enjoyed this one. Make sure you're subscribed on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcast player. And if you're looking to try to transition to get a new job in the Bitcoin or crypto industry, we've got you covered. Head over to pompscryptocourse.com. We've developed a curriculum with the top teams across the industry. It's a three-week intensive training program with over 50 events packed into that three-week time period. Go to pompscryptocourse.com to learn more, and I'll meet you guys for the next episode.